0: We are right on the precipice of the NFL season starting. Today is the day that the NFL teams had to cut down to the 53-man roster. After a crazy offseason of movement, the one thing that did not happen in the preseason, unlike last year, was a lot of injuries or any surprise cuts. So myself and Eric Bein for today, we are going to talk about some of those stories and maybe some of the more heroic stories that you haven't heard of, such as myself re-breaking a rib playing pickup football with (laughs) 14-year-olds. So, don't want to call myself a hero, but here we are. I am a hero. And you're muted. So, very unheroic of <laughs> you. Can you hear you. me? I'm having some technical difficulties <laughs> over here. I might have to drop off and
1: come back Come back in. What a, what a, nobody got cut in the NFL, but I'm cutting myself
0: from the stream here for, for a second. Somebody had to get cut today. So, apparently Eric's jumping off, so you guys are stuck with me Today. We are going to talk a little bit about the fallout. This whole show was going to be on cut fallout. And shocker, there wasn't a lot of cut fallout today, right? So we've decided that myself and Eric have not drafted a BBM team together yet today. Or today. This whole offseason. We don't have one together. So we should probably do that. Um, In the comments, I want to know how many BBM entries you guys have left. If you're maxing what you're doing with that. As of the moment, I only have eight bullets left. So I'm trying to figure out. I was trying to wait for cut down day to do ten of them. I fired off two today. And I think it's uh I think there's some draft fatigue setting in with me, to be perfectly honest. Welcome back, Eric. Okay, can can you hear me? I can hear you now yes yes i can hear you um, I, don't know. I don't know i don't know what's
1: going on this is clearly we've, we've been doing too many we've been talked about best ball for far too long i can't even like fire up a stream anymore
0: <laughs> i was just talking about draft fatigue as you were coming back in so it works <laughs> out perfectly yeah right yeah um you said
1: you have uh eight bbms left is that what you said? i have eight left yeah um, uh, well, just... I'm excited. I'm excited to 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 rip one here. I have I have quite a few more. I and um, we can we'll, we'll do the cut thing a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's interesting. I want to hear your thoughts a little bit on. You mentioned fatigue, but also, do you think you wish you saved a few more and maybe didn't you know maybe didn't do a little burnout or whatever? Because I know that I need to rip a lot of drafts over the next what eight day, eight days or whatever it is. But I mm-hmm. actually am kind of happy about it. Um, I think it was just a little bit of pure luck really in terms of the barbell thing, but like nothing really, nothing has happened for like weeks, except a little bit of clarity on like late round, you know, running backs and stuff. And so I actually feel kind of good having, um, you know, 40 drafts or whatever to do over the last little while.
0: I mean, it's not terrible. And I think you probably did a better job of balancing your drafting more so than me. Although you did max out the DK five and I'm not gonna, I'm, yeah. I'm over a hundred on that, but I've made the decision that I don't feel I need to. I just, I don't think I have to max that tournament. Um, and I need to, as we do this, like myself and you, when we're doing streams, we need to be drafting like frequently enough that we're keeping up with what's going on. Right. So right. we can't completely barbell, but I don't, think i like the complete barbell approach to begin with i like mixing it up throughout the year i think Mm -hmm. i just need to be cognizant of the fact that hey maybe i need to take this weekend off from drafting next year yeah right go touch grass do some stuff and not open any apps Um, and the other thing for myself that i knew i was going to screw up this year that i will not screw up next year is i am going to be a lot better about contest selection mm. it's I, funny you
1: brought up it's funny you brought up draftkings with that because um you know I know we all love we all love underdog and and definitely what drafters has going on is really exciting and that's fun to chase the overlay and have a different different contest um t- you know a different um scoring and format and everything but
0: mm-hmm.
1: DraftKings is like <laughs> dude they don't give a shit they're they're launching new contests constantly they they're gonna have like by the end of this. By next week, they're probably going to have double-digit single-entry contests. You know, people are really interested in the single-entry and three-entry max. They just launched a new um, $100 three-entry max. They have a $300 single-entry. They have, like, a $9 three. So, like, it's it's really um, become something that we need to consider in terms of contest selection this year where we're getting these Pomeranians (laughs) That fill in six hours on underdog. And then we're getting single entry and like three entry max on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. We have drafters launching, you know, a $2 tournament and a super flex tournament late. And like, we've, it's the first year for all of us having to deal with that, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. something next. It's something, you know, we'll get into in a few months or whatever when we're kind of rehashing the season. And I, I think it's something the game has changed. You know, last year it was just like, you know, the barbell thing has become a meme basically because. BBM was like the only thing and the DraftKings Millie where that was like it, you know what I mean? We didn't have, there's how many tournaments do you think between DraftKings, all these tournaments, Underdog has launched and drafters having what three or four, like 50, we've we've got like 50 best ball tournaments or something to do. And we're not even talking, like we don't even talk FFPC here. That's a few more. There's a lot of contests to think about. And so it is something new to consider.
0: Yeah. And for myself, just like looking back on the year, the reason I need to take the break is I know I'm not building as good teams right now. And I personally have caught that. Like I'm not as focused on building my teams when I'm drafting as I have been the last 85 months, it feels like. So that's why I need to make sure I take the breaks going forward. Uh, And I think it's important that everyone figures that out for themselves. Not everyone's the same. Uh, contest selection, though DraftKings. I'm kind of making the decision that next year, unless there's some drastic change, I'm probably only firing their single entries. Mm, interesting. Why? I, why is that? Um, I don't have fun drafting on there on DraftKings to start. Even though we can build better teams on there, the app itself is just it just. It sucks if we're going to be completely honest on this. Show. I draft
1: mostly on desktop now because of <laughs> like the overlay tools and stuff. It's still a bad, it's still kind of a bad user experience, but it makes it a little, at least a little bit, a little bit better. And I know not, you know, we've, we talked about that too. Like we built overlay tools and the only way to do it is on desktop. You, you physically can't Right, I, We can't right. overlay something onto a mobile app that that technology doesn't really exist. And so doing it on desktop is the only way to kind of enhance the drafting experience. But that's not even I who literally, you know, 100% of my job almost 100% of my job is best ball. And I'm sitting at my computer all day long. Even I can't just sit and draft teams all day on my desktop. You have to do some from mobile. And so um, that is, it's a big, it's a big roadblock for sure. Like the drafters mobile experience is good. And the underdog mobile experience is good. It, uh, underdog is probably a little bit better, but drafters have stepped up their game. And it's so the hard part is what you said that DraftKings has a lot of contests I want to play, but it is a miserable mobile experience. You're like, not just like that there isn't a draft board and and all of that. It's that you don't get notifications sometimes and like just stuff happens. I, I, I auto picked like half a, a draft the other day, like two days ago on DraftKings cause I was just like making dinner. It's something I do. I talk about it all the time. I, I like draft teams while I'm cooking dinner and stuff. All right. And, and like, it's like, I have the watch, you know, I got the phone. I shouldn't, you should never miss. like I'm getting, I'm getting, I should get multiple notifications every time I'm on the clock and it just DraftKings, it just doesn't work, work very well, you know?
0: Yeah, it, it's it's kind of brutal, and so I think like a lot of the money that I've invested in DK is going to get moved to drafters next year, um, in terms, and and it just it's better drafting experience. Take away the board, like just the draft board, yeah. and go on talk about underdog and just being able to scroll and see the picks right at the top on the mobile mm-hmm. app or even on the desktop version. That's massive. Like mm-hmm. I use that all the time, just trying to see where I'm trying to. Set up, and you have not like you can't do that on DraftKings. You can like click on that little other thing, but it's it feels dated. It's so weird yeah. that it feels dated, but it feels dated. So
1: they're the, they're they they they, <laughs> they make more money in like a day than these other best ball companies. You know, and they're not a best ball company, so I shouldn't even say it that way. But right, the underdog and drafters are like peons, you know, mm-hmm. compared to and underdogs getting very big, obviously, but compared to draft kings. it's um it's very small but it's just not their priority right it's a it's um i have to give a shout out to, to davis matic we we talked uh, we did almost weekly shows last year and he would say it all the time when we brought this subject up he was just like it's just user acquisition for them and frankly it's user acquisition for all best ball is a means to an end best ball is not like these companies yeah. don't want to be strictly best ball platforms but that's good for us because if it's a user acquisition tool that means it's something that they don't care if they lose money on, right? We're seeing drafters, um, I don't want to say they don't care that they lose money on, but they're willing to push the limits a little bit more to um, acquire users because that the value of that user, if they are a sports book or, you know, a, a quasi sports book, even like underdog is right now, um the value of that user is is huge. So that, you know they can launch these Pomeranians and and drafters can do two dollar contests. You know they can do these things, experiment with these things, and DraftKings can do all these tournaments. They don't care. It's a this is a they, like if if these tournaments none of these tournaments fill on DraftKings, which they I think they probably all will. Yeah, it looks like they're gonna. If none. If none of these tournaments fill on DraftKings, they, there's not a person at the company that will even like bat an eye because it's nothing to
0: them you know well, and they'll, so they'll jump on twitter and start arguing with some of their higher Buy yeah kayla she'll
1: post about rainmakers nft <laughs> contests you know and uh we'll move on uh about our day but let's uh, let, let let let's talk about the cuts a little bit before we because uh, i'm excited to do a draft you mentioned we haven't done a, a bbm draft together which is kind right. of crazy yeah. <laughs> we, we talk like every day and stream yeah. multiple times a week and we haven't done a bbm team so i'm excited for that but we need to we, we I, I do think we should talk a little bit about cut down day
0: yeah i mean i guess like on cut down day I always expect, like, some bombshell situation. And I guess, like, if we're talking bombshell, it happened yesterday where Jimmy G staying with the 49ers. But the other biggest one is Marlon Mack, the guy that doesn't have one <laughs> leg, got cut by the Houston Texans, right? So we're looking at that, and everyone's, like, packing their Damian Pierce bags. who I haven't been drafting for, like, weeks now. I actually, um, if we want to pull it up, I can pull up the um, – tab on the spike week tool i can share what i have going on with damian pierce in terms of like i'm at like eight percent nine percent on him with an average adp of 125 so i haven't been touching him too much like i think i was still grabbing him while he was rising up but then i finally pumped the brakes on him and i'm like there he's i turned around one day and he was like up there with like the chase edmonds of the world or something like that And i'm just like what are we doing here? I was getting him in the 16th round at one point or something like that. So I, I just had a, I had to cut my loss on that. Like, I'm not going to draft this guy anymore. So, um, I'll let the newbies grab him. Yeah. It's just,
1: we, and we talked about this when we did, which was a really good sh- uh, biased, obviously, but I think it was a really good show. The last time we did kind of, um, Assessing all the risers and fault. It was mostly risers, right? But um, Mm -hmm. all the guys who have gotten really popular and really moved up draft boards and obviously Damian Pierce was, was one of them. We, we addressed it there, but it's only going to get worse. I think over the course of, of this last week and the Marlon Mack thing is, is one of those situations where I understand why at face value, it seems Like that's something that makes you want to draft Damian Pierce more. But in reality, it whether it's Marlon Mack or Royce Freeman or some free agent they pick up at, you know, after all these cuts, there was going to be somebody. And Rex Burkhead is still there as theoretically the passing down back. And then this is a guy on the Houston Texans. And mm-hmm. he looks good, right? Like you go watch. Um, we bring up Damian Pearson. The bots are showing up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we bring up. Da- we, we you you watch Damian Pearson. I, I thought he looked good at Florida too. I thought you know he was an interesting prospect. Some people were really were really high on him, and I do think he looks good from the whatever. How many carries has he gotten in preseason? Fifteen or something, you know? Like yeah. very very small sample size but at the end of the day we're talking about a, a a rookie running back who is fairly unlikely to play passing downs probably gonna see at least some, he's not going to get every rush for for this team and even if he did it's one of the, if not the, one of, if not the worst offenses in the entire NFL, one of the worst teams in the NFL. So what really is the value in that other than the comfort now that Marlon Mack is gone and he's going to be, you know, he'll probably get the first carry for the Houston Texans. And so you feel good about that. And so maybe he should rise a little bit, but I think he's a great example of we're probably, uh, I say we, cause it's, it's a market. I don't mean we like anyone even listening to this but we are get a little carried away when the shiny new toy looks a little better than maybe he did two months ago and I I don't think anything is real like realistically what is different about Demian Pierce right now than like even before training camp started other than you feel a little more comfortable about what he'll do week one mm. nothing has really changed I don't think
0: yeah, I mean, he's on a terrible offense. Well, we think is going to be a terrible offense. And... They don't
1: have paths. They don't. I'm not saying they'll be terrible. They don't have paths to being great an upper echelon yeah. offense. This is Davis. Their best players, Brandon Cooks, who I like just fine. John Mechie is not probably going to play this year. You know who could have maybe helped. Nico Collins looks good. You know, I see. I see Tony and the Felix in the chat. You know, Ajay, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to talk negative about Nico Collins, but. Brevin Jordan, Brandon Cooks, you know, Nico Collins, Damian Pierce with Davis Mills. Like, there's just no outs to them being awesome on offense.
0: Yeah, these are all guys that I want to sprinkle in here and there at cheap prices. And when Damian Pierce is going ridiculously high, I'm just, eh, I'll take Brevin Jordan as my second or Mm -hmm. third tight end instead. Or, eh, I'll take Nico Collins because he's a little bit cheaper. But I wasn't taking Brandon Cooks. So, like, why am I taking... I mean, it's just again, I I go to the simple thinking before I start going to advanced thinking and simple thinking starts with are they on an atrocious offense with a back quarterback? And Davis Mills is probably mediocre at best from what we've seen. Like, he's not the worst. You know, he's not going to throw six picks every game, but he's not going to he's not going to march you to the super bowl or anything like he's that, not so.
1: elevating an nfl offense to right. the next level
0: <clears throat> right so i mean it, it's just a little too high for me i was fine with him at 16 17 i actually liked him a lot i think that's why my nine mm-hmm. percent's holding because i i probably had him at a you know 14 15 percent clip so that's that's one of the two guys that we can talk about do you want to talk about the jimmy g thing because it's it's honestly a nothing burger <laughs>
1: yeah yeah we can talk about the jimmy thing shout out to you al this is uh i i i appreciate you he i mean i do like damian pierce it was kind of like our george pickens conversation where like Mm -hmm. literally nothing we're saying has anything to do with any negative sentiment towards damian pierce i think he's going to be a fun player but that just because you're a a a fun player doesn't mean i want to draft you um given the circumstances (laughs) you know in in fantasy football um he went back,
0: back-to-back drafts. I saw Pickens go on the seventh.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, these guys, it, we're, we're, we're to quote uh, our good friend Michael Leone, we're, we're jumping the shark on some of the, the exciting guys, right? They're the shiny new toy. And like think j- just think about this. This is something I was saying to somebody the other day who was interested in Damian Pierce like a new drafter, like a friend that hasn't gotten into best ball. He was basically asking, like, where should I draft Damian Pierce? And I I was trying to come up with a reason not to draft him. And I said, who do you think the best offense in the NFL is? He was like, probably the Bills. I said, okay, Devin Singletary goes in the ninth or tenth round. Mm -hmm. James Cook goes in a a similar range, and Zach Moss goes at the end. Would you rather have a shot at the Bills starting running back (laughs) or the Texans starting running back. And he's like, well, the bills, of course. And so I was like, so don't draft him before Devin Singletary or Jane or, James cook. Such a good, so let, such a good way to look at it. So like take him, you know, if Damian Pierce is a 10th or 11th round pick, fine, that's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, That's fine. But we're, we've, we've, those days are over, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Those, those days are over the, the, the FFPC guys are probably going to take him in like the third round or fourth round or something. So that's how, you know, kind of, we've gotten ahead of ourselves. Um yeah. He, uh, uh, this is this 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 is funny. To, to to just quickly touch on the Jimmy and and Lance thing. Um, I understand. As always, I think it's important to like understand all perspectives on all these situations. I understand why people are maybe a little bit concerned that Jimmy is is still on the team, but I think if you really like actually take a step back and think about it, this was once they. Jimmy has not even been in meetings, right? They, they, they basically just punted this dude off, right? They said, you are not a part of our plans. You're where you're not even prac You're not practicing. You're not coming to meetings or whatever he, 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 there's been rumors. I don't know if it's all true, right? That he's like ghosts, the team in the off season. There's rumors that he planned his surgery in a way so that they couldn't trade him. Like it's all very, very bizarre, but they've made it known and I, and I understand why people don't trust it it's fine but they've made it known that Jimmy is not a part of the plan and so what they did he he was about to make more than 26 million dollars this year mm-hmm. and so instead of cutting him for nothing they said why don't we f- see if we can restructure his contract Then it's a total win win it's a it's it's a, it's like a win 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 it's the old michael scott win 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 Mm-hmm. he he gets he gets to still like be on this team and make more money than 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 if they cut him. He gets to pick his you know, it, not pick. He gets to have a little bit of say in his uh next team and the 49ers get to wait out the other teams while making him more appealing for a trade. Who the hell was trading for Jimmy Garoppolo? when he was making 26 million dollars and you let them know he was useless to you Uh, you know what i mean you tanked his value and it was it was over for his for his trade market and so now they can they can hold him and have a backup quarterback who they're clearly comfortable with uh, comfortable enough with starting and if if when he moves on they get a you know, he signed somewhere else, they get a compensatory pick next year. It's just like it made the most, it always made the most sense. And now this actually makes him more tradable than he was two days ago. But people, people can't, move past the fact that he's on the team and we don't know or don't think that lance is good yet and so it has broken everybody's like jimmy garoppolo and trey lance have broken everybody's brain nobody can be kind of logical about all the different things that that play into it so like you said it i it didn't change any like literally didn't change anything for me so um if anything i'm just going to end up with more more god that's what i need more trey lance um, but if anything, that's what's going to happen.
0: I mean, I like making fun of Trey Lance more than most people, as everyone knows. <laughs> but, but, but the facts are the facts. Jimmy's not coming in for Lance based on play. Like, Lance has to be all time bad in order yeah. for that to happen. Like, they're still going to win. The, if Trey Lance is all time
1: bad, they play the Seahawks, the Bears, the like, I forget who it is. Four of their first six games are against a couple of the worst teams in the the entire league. Lance could just turn around and hand the ball off and run, Mm -hmm. and they're probably going to start four and two. And so people said last year, like, you know, the Niners are good and their schedule is really easy, so if they get off to a hot start, Lance may not get in there over Jimmy. And they actually didn't get off to a hot start, fun fact, Mm -hmm. and Jimmy got hurt, but they were good enough that Jimmy stayed in there. And now it's like, wh- why aren't we talking about that? They're not going to lose a lot of games. They, and, and they play, I think, what the Broncos and the Rams are the other two games they play in the first six weeks. It's like, I mean, they could also beat those teams because the Niners are really good. And so it, it's just it's just silly. It's it, like you nothing burger is is what it is. But I understand we need something to talk about on, on cut day when Marlon Mack is the most exciting name. <laughs>
0: The the only the only way it becomes a thing is if Lance gets hurts for like four games, right? And Jimmy yeah. comes in and he actually looks really, really good, which he never has in his entire life. Like he's terrible. People forget that he's not a good quarterback. That's the other thing. They forget he's not good. He's not a good quarterback. I've never seen a quarterback get as lucky as as Jimmy Garoppolo does with like dropped interceptions and same team recovered fumbles. It's, it's, it's incredible stuff. People seem to forget about it. And he has to come in and be lights out in order for that to even be a, a discussion.
1: Right. Yeah. So. I mean, they, they, they've seen what they have in Jimmy. I think mm-hmm. he's a, you know, he's a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL, but we're at the point where we talked about this in the discord the other day, which if, if you uh, are not a member of the spike, Week discord, it's a really fun community for lots of, Sometimes crazy conversation, but lots of good, um, both best ball and just general football conversation. And you think about the fact that, like, Drew Brees is gone, Big Ben is gone, what, Eli Manning is gone, Phillip Rivers is gone. All these guys that played for 15 years or whatever as, like, a, either elite or above-average NFL quarterbacks are all gone and we really didn't replace them. And what we replaced them with are kind of what are the current unknowns. You know, Lance, Lawrence, uh, Fields, those kind of guys. And so people people equate the fact, like, Jimmy is a, a, an NFL starter, probably. Probably. Like, is he better than Geno Smith? Probably. But, like, the bar is really low. And the 49ers have proven that they're a, a Super Bowl caliber winning team. And he is not the guy that can help elevate them. Can he be the guy that just doesn't totally fuck it up over the regular season? Yes. Is he the guy that can fuck it up in the playoffs? Yes. <laughs> he tr- he tried to do it in the, against the Cowboys last year. Mm-hmm. He he tries to do it in the games that they still win. He's just not there and so they're going to give Lance every shot. As you said, I th- it's a it's a Lance injury insurance type of thing. And so and I think that's smart. It it can be one of those where we shouldn't be worried about It for fantasy and it can be smart by the 49ers because if like you said if lance gets hurt for a month or a month and a half and they don't want to start brock purdy or or, you know or something like that brock purdy yeah exactly iowa state probably didn't want to start brock purdy last year (laughs) and so they they want to keep winning games because they're trying to win a super bowl it makes it makes sense and so we've just we it's one it's it's the thing where we just don't have shit to talk about right now. Nobody's gotten hurt, right? There we haven't had any crazy trades, we haven't had anything and the Jimmy Lance thing is so polarizing that it is it is like I said, it's just broken people's brains, I think.
0: Uh, all right, quick hypothetical, putting you on the spot. All right. Which team if their quarterback goes down would make the trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? That makes sense to you? I have one in mind. But I'll Ooh. let you go first if you want. So that you I go. Might have... Okay. You go. I think the most likely situation for a team, and there's there's multiples, but Russell Wilson goes down week three or four. Oh, interesting. And they need a quarterback for the year, and they've built this team up so much that they panic, overpay, trade for hmm. for Jimmy Garoppolo because they know what division they're in and. They're trying to win now, essentially. That is really interesting.
1: I like that one. Um I'm trying I'm literally looking at the list of uh, of team names here. I could see <laughs> I, I could see him following Brady. Uh, Kyle Trask looks absolutely horrid for, for the bucks and their entire, I I keep making jokes. Um, they're not really jokes. Actually, the bucks are like the oldest team I've ever seen (laughs) on, on offense, Mm -hmm. but they're still like trying to win. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, you don't have, you don't bring 45 year old Tom Brady back and Kyle Rudolph and Julio Jones and Leonard Fournette and all these guys without, uh, without, uh, you know, being all in on winning. I could see something silly where Brady goes down and, um, they do the Brady thing, uh, not the NFC West. Obviously, the the Colts. Carlos Carlos mentioned the Colts in uh, the chat. That's like reasonably interesting. Um, they did keep three quarterbacks. They kept Sam Ellinger as a third quarterback, so that makes me feel a little bit like they kind of like those dudes you generally don't you know like the the lions didn't even keep a backup quarterback i get that 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 should be the news we're probably talking <laughs> about not marlon Mack and not jimmy g the alpha lions our lions didn't even keep a backup quarterback because i maybe that they, maybe they're, they're they think they're gonna win they're in the market for for jimmy g right that's that's what the bullshit narrative we should be pushing if they didn't keep a they didn't
0: keep a backup quarterback what are the lions doing I can't wait to see what the Lions do this year, to be honest with you. That team's going to be interesting, and I'm already circling their week one game. They got Philly week one, oh, and yeah. they're in Detroit in the Dome. And I think everything we think about Philly is going to come out in that first game, and we're just going to see an absolute eruption from that offense,
1: personally. Philly, Phil, I, I tweeted today, I, if Jalen Hurts is competent, just be competent. Like, don't fuck it up. Don't be yeah. Jimmy, basically. is what I'm, I'm saying. Be better than Jimmy Garoppolo, and the Eagles might be the best team in the NFC. I know the Rams. You know, I know the Packers. I know the Bucks. whatever. But, dude, the Eagles are good. Like, uh, I saw uh, I saw a tweet that was like, the Eagles were like, we need a second corner, sign James Bradbury. We need a, a linebacker, drafted, like, you know, two dudes from Georgia. You know, the best college defense of all time we need an alpha wide receiver aj brown you know we and then they, and then they just um for anybody that doesn't know they traded for chauncey gardner johnson today from from the saints who is like
0: Yeah.
1: a superstar slot corner and the definite people keep saying this about pickens you want to know who really has that dog in him is chauncey gardner johnson that is a bad bad he is the dude that if you root for that team and he's on your team he's you bought his jersey and if you hate, like, if you're a Cowboys fan right now, you're yep. gonna hate that dude because he, you know, he's an asshole on the field, and and but he's a he's awesome. He's a really good football player. The Eagles are gonna be really good.
0: I I can't wait. And I think I feel like we've been saying it all off season, not to pat our own backs, but as soon as that AJ before the AJ Brown tra- trade, I was in on the Eagles, and then once the AJ Brown trade, everyone else was like backing up and we were like they're telling you what they want to do we've been saying Mm -hmm. this for months i'm starting (laughs) to hear other people come around on it which is great that they are now two weeks before the season but we've been saying for like you know i don't pat our own backs for certain things but like we were rocket shipping the eagles right when that trade happened we're like they're telling you what they want to be they saw how they lost that game against tampa in the (laughs) playoffs.
1: Yeah, they right. couldn't they couldn't do anything because they didn't have anybody to throw the ball to. Is is right. Hertz throwing up prayer balls to Dallas Goddard? Like he got, Goddard had like fifteen targets because they didn't have any wide receivers.
0: Yeah, so they knew they needed to change this offense. They didn't want to run that offense in the first place. You saw it the first three or four weeks of the year. Everything is telling you that this offense is going to be, you know, top five potentially in the league. You know, if not, it's yep. definitely a top ten. But I think it's got potential to be top five of of the entire league so i'm just kind of wheels up on them i i you know we talk about getting a chief every draft i try to get an eagle basically every draft can i get a.j brown no well then can i get jalen hurts no can i get devonta smith no can i get dallas goddard no can i get kenneth well i make it a point right Mm -hmm. so like that's one of the other offenses i target i target the big offenses and i include them in that
1: i Um, totally i totally 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 agree um only other thing I was going to bring up is kind of pivoting from that a little bit are, were there any other cuts that were at least cuts or non cuts that were at least like mildly interesting. This is very, very random, but I was going to bring up um, the lions had me thinking about it. They did cut Justin Jackson and not that that really is super meaningful, but do you think, he could go back to the chargers and just absolutely ruin everything about <laughs> Isaiah Spiller that people have been drafting,
0: you know, for, for months. I, I think he's, it's a potential thing that could happen. He's one of those guys that I, I just feel like he's never gotten the right shot. Right. And I thought he was going to get it. This, I think he's this good. Year. I think, he's, I think good. he's good too. So if we go back and look at some of our like big board teams, we we're drafting in, February, March, I was taking Justin Jackson on those teams. Cause I'm like, he's going to sign somewhere. I'm not saying he's going to go somewhere and be like a bell cow back, but I thought he was going to go be part of like a two headed monster somewhere, get 35 to 40% of the snaps and absolutely produce. And I thought he could even be like the 60% guy if he had the right situation. And then he wasn't getting signed, wasn't getting signed. And then he signed with the lions. And I'm like, that doesn't feel like the right fit for him. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, like, he could, he's not like a guy that's got to go to, you know, one of these win now offenses. He could go to Seattle if this injury with Kenneth Walker is going to be something long term. You know how they love their running backs. <laughs> and he yeah. could, he could mess up a little bit of Rashad Penny. Um, Hacker brings up OJ Howard, which I just, he was a. It's over, was,
1: right? It's over for OJ Howard. Like stop, like let we, we gotta stop with the OJ. It's like one of those. Like let's stop with the OJ Howard. When 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 the Bucks and the Bills tell you this dude sucks, and yeah. and both trot, they tried, they gave him a, sh- they both gave. It wasn't like I don't know, you know, Rodgers didn't, you know, Aaron Rodgers notoriously sometimes doesn't give, you know, didn't give Equanimee Saint Brown a shot right because that's how Rogers is and ESB probably sucks but every OJ Howard has played a ton of snaps for the bucks and never did shit signed this is signed from a guy back in the days of of draft draft draft.com the play draft or whatever it was that was drafting the ever-loving shit out of fifth round OJ Howard like a total idiot was me (laughs) he's he, he has shown us he's not good the Bills were craving for another guy they kept um tommy sweeney and what's the other what the this uh, some other scrub tight end o- over this dude and they owed him th- they're they're taking 3 like million three million they're, yeah. they're they're eating like three million to cut him that's how bad he is so um I think it's just yeah. we, he, we he might catch on RJ. somewhere
0: because of an injury, but like yeah. he's he's tough. I guess the only other one, like if we want to get real Homer on this, is watching the Patriots cut all their running backs. And it oh. just shows you that it's that it's Ramondre and Damian Harris. Season. Damian
1: with yeah. t- with Time hurt, it shows you they're confident in those in those two guys, right? Because they would have kept Taylor or Harris if if they had concern or or on going to be fine. But I, I think it's kind of a combination of the two. Like time on yeah. is going to be a thing when he comes back. And I don't mean a thing like for fantasy or whatever, but like they're confident in him as whatever the fuck role they want him to play. And it's, it's just the Damien and Ramondre show. What does that mean? I don't know because the Patriots look so goddamn bad on yeah. offense. Like I'm a little concerned with my Ramondre and Damien bags, but from a role perspective, I'm not. I, I, it's wheels up on those two, I think.
0: Exactly. And where we've been drafting them. So my Ramondre exposure is down a little bit just based on how much he's getting steamed up. I had him at 20%. Yeah. So this is my point. We have a comment saying that Ramondre went round six in the draft I'm in right now. And I'm just not touching him at that point. So my 20% exposure to Ramondre is down to like 12 13%. But I'm still at 20% on Damian Harris, especially on zero RB teams or hero RB teams because it's just the perfect spot to grab that type of guy. Um, they were talking, uh, so local radio today, not that um, I read it anywhere else. Boots on the ground? Cutting. Boots, boots on the, on the ground. ground. I don't listen to local radio much, but if I'm putting around doing like something that's 5-10 minutes away, um, they were talking about Kendrick Board possibly getting cut today. Like right. that he was right. a potential cut. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. So,
1: they didn't cut any. They didn't cut any of the wide receivers, right? I don't uh, think Trey, so. Trey, they cut Trey Nixon, but they didn't. Devonte, Born, and Aguilar all made the team,
0: right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I was like Born, like he's it literally makes zero sense to me. So, but apparently he was like he was on the hot seat for that. So I
1: guess last last thing to talk about is 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 Rojo. I'm so I'm so fucking sick of talking about Rojo, but um, like. I'm not sure it's um, I could see both ways for if you've been drafting Ronald Jones and I I did early and I was one of those guys. I mean, I do think you could fairly clearly see an upside case for for Rojo on the Chiefs, but I'm not sure this is good for, for Rojo. Them keep keeping four running backs um, and they kept Burton their fullback slash whatever the hell he is. He, I don't think he's going to be active on game days. If Pacheco is the kick returner,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Rojo is not going to be active on game days because CH is obviously going to be active. And Jerick McKinnon is almost assuredly kind of this passing down back that they showed in the preseason. So I, I don't think Rojo is even going to be active. So then he needs an injury to even be active on game days. That's not even getting on the field. And so, I don't know. You know, it's always a, a crab shoot if you get cut, you know, cause he, it doesn't mean he's going to end up somewhere better if he, if he got cut, but at least um if he got cut, maybe you had outs to some upside, but on the flip side, it's still, it's still the chiefs. So, uh so I, I get it. Oh, look at that.
0: Look at that. Sorry guys. We, you we rugged, rugged everybody. You. We rugged everybody on this one. Um, So we get the seven pick though for getting for rugging people.
1: Also, yes, I am drafting Jerick McKinnon to Eric with a C. Uh, I am drafting Jerick McKinnon.
0: All right. So we are in our best ball mania draft and we are drafting from the seven slot. The good thing is we are the only badge bro in this draft, which is nice. Have you been seeing
1: that? Have you been seeing that a lot more lately?
0: uh depends on when i draft yeah uh, but i have been seeing it a little bit more so you do see a lot more of the casuals coming in which is a good thing i'm hoping so like when i get the seventh pick this is my literal least favorite spot to be drafting from mm-hmm. by the way but what i hope for usually in this spot is what everyone hopes for we hope that austin eckler gets picked we hope that Derek henry gets picked because these people are like in on those guys mm-hmm. and we get chase the us. if not this is when I start falling apart. I'm like, I don't even know what I want to do from this spot anymore. So I've
1: been doing um, Devontae. I mm. did a little bit of CD, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't uh, <laughs> starting to get a little concerned about the Cowboys. Once, uh, once, especially once we saw the uh, Tyron Smith injury, and now Jerry, God damn it! And, and now Chase uh, going four is going to absolutely cup is never going to make it. That's showers for guys. us. Um, so, d- <laughs> d- but but it would be it would be Digs or Devonte for me. Or if you wanted to do something like different with a a uh, there goes Eckler with a Swift false hope with a yeah I know <laughs> motherfucker um yeah. it that dig pretty much clearly Digs or Devonte for me. But like I said, if you wanted to do something kind of crazy with one of those second round running backs, I'm okay. But
0: I mean. I'll let you pick. Do you want to do Barkley? Do you want to do Diggs? Do you want to do Devonte? We got ten seconds.
1: Let's 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 do Devonte. All right, let's do it. I see. I see the exposure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't dislike Devonte. I think I, I. What was my exposure? Close to eight percent, somewhere yeah. around there. Um, not somebody that I hate, but I'm actively trying to just keep him like right around level i guess one of the yeah. guys that i am trying to keep level do you mind throwing us on the bigger version to make this a little more readable for everybody there it is so i should make it a little bit better to read i hate drafting from the seven too because you're like when you're streaming because you're trying to go back and forth constantly
1: and yeah you, you can't have any real conversations because you're like you know you're after every. 2 minutes you're back on the clock.
0: Right. Um, so we get Vontae. we see Cook. This is this is the other great thing about these rooms is it's all running backs. We haven't even seen Diggs drafted yet. I assume he goes here in a second, but
1: one of these next, I mean one of these two guys is obviously getting yeah. Digs when there they get there we go. Uh,
0: the other thing that I so my biggest mistake in drafting this year, I think is I will seed victory to you. I should have been drafting Kyle Pitts a little bit more frequently earlier. And I didn't even have anything against Pitts, but I just thought that his position wasn't going to move too much. And I thought, especially when casuals came drafting in August, that he might even fall a little bit. And it's been the opposite. So I am not, I'm overweight on him. I'm probably like 11% or something. We'll see in a second, 10, 11%. But I don't have the exposure that I wanted. I wanted to be around double the field, and it's just never going to happen now.
1: Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. You should, you know, <laughs> maybe uh, listen on. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, it was one of those. I'm just going to take this super, super talented player. I think that's that's something for next year to think about. Like those profiles Definitely. are just like, are just the guys that are are most likely to rise right like Mm -hmm. Kyle Pitts Jamar Chase last year I know he like ended up falling because of that but I don't think that would happen this year um right look at CeeDee Lamb I I like CeeDee Lamb but like he has forever gone at the one two turn ish give or take yeah strictly because people are into that archetype of a player and that's about it um
0: we are on. What do you the like block. here? I mean, I think it's clear what I like here, which is I'm just trying to Javonte. smash as much Javante as I can. I think he is going to be in discussion for the 101 next year.
1: I, you don't got to. I'm no comment. I, I'm, I'm I, you know, I'm in on
0: Javante. So, <laughs> all right, let's do it. Let's and you don't Javonte. have much
1: Javante and uh, Adams,
0: right? Let's it was see. only 3%. So, what I should probably go through and say what my exposure percentage is because I have a lot on here. So the first one is my exposure to this particular tournament. I have it just for BBM, I think, right now. Then I have with my quarterback is the second one, so that's going to be zero until we draft a quarterback. And then the next three are with my first, second, and third pick. So those are what I put on my board because it kind of helps – I think we're going to be talking about this a lot next year is combinations. Mm-hmm. And I'm heavily trying to make sure that I have combos of every player. And the the funny thing is I, you saw that I have 29% Javante Williams and sometimes I'll be looking at a player even this late and I'll have 0% with them. And I'm like, how, how do I have so much Javante? <laughs> and it, and it's earlier, it was with a guy that I had like 10 or 11% of, And I had no combination of the two. And I'm just like, that is absolutely bananas that it works out that way sometimes. But, you know, it could be because of the pockets that these guys stay in and you just kind of miss out on those combinations. So I think it really helps us see how we're drafting. And it also lets you see that if you are overexposed to somebody that you still might be missing out on something. 100%
1: like if you think about it just like super basic math so you've done 100 let's just call it 140 teams Mm -hmm. and you have 30% let's just again you have 30% Javante that's 42 Javante teams yeah there are pockets like you said where there are other guys that you were drafting that just are never going to line up with Javante or very, very rarely line up with Javante. And so you're going to have guys you're trying to take a stand on like Javante or like you're doing with Mahomes and MVS and such that it just plays out to where even though you draft the ever loving shit out of those guys, you just don't get them with some of those other players. And so that's that's definitely I couldn't agree more um and that's a lot of the reason why we built some of the tools and stuff we did if you I mean, if you go to like draft IQ like you had pulled up earlier you'll see mm-hmm. i mean the thing that i use the most is the player combinations and cuz i'm constantly looking at okay i'm i'm taking a big stand on this guy or or i'm not taking a big stand but i just want to know what do my Damn it. We almost I, got, we I was almost hoping. got pits to fall back. Uh, but like, I'm not taking a big stand on um, a couple guys at the top of the queue here. Michael Pittman, Keenan Allen. I, I don't have a bunch. You have 2%, 3%. It's probably similar to me, but like mm-hmm. what do those teams look like? You know yeah. what I
0: mean? Yeah, no, I, I completely, I completely agree. And another thing I do actually, I'll just bring it up after we talk about this pick. Where do you want to go here? We're looking at Mike Williams, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton.
1: I don't want to do Sutton with Javante, um, right. but Mike Williams and DJ Moore are definitely um, at the top of kind of this next tier for me.
0: You want to do DJ Moore? Yeah, let's do DJ Moore. If that helps me set up something I like to do late in drafts right now too. Um,
1: I do also super quickly. Like, I'm not even just saying with the, the week 17 thing, but a couple of the comments is like, I mean – I don't think Devonte Adams was necessarily carrying Aaron Rodgers, but I think Devonte Adams is, if he's not the best wide receiver in the NFL, mm-hmm. he's right that he's right there with Chase, Cup, Jefferson, and so. I mean, you can never really go wrong. I understand, like, there's uncertainty around him going to um, Vegas and away from Aaron Rodgers. But at the end of the day, he's Devontae Adams. You like can't real like I don't see a path in which you have Devontae Adams on your team and you're like, damn, you know, that it was the Allen Robinson of last year. You know, like that that's yep. not in the cards. He he's not gonna do what Alan maybe he's more of um DJ Moore of last year, who we just drafted, you know, maybe a little bit of a juiced up DJ Moore, but there's no paths to like this just monstrous bust, and so and, and there wasn't for Diggs either, who we took Devontae over, but um, and so that's why I just I just I'm just kind of taking those two guys like Derek Henry, Joe Mixon. I know some people like Dalvin or whatever, but there's there's very clear paths to those guys busting, even outside of the fact that they're just running backs, and so I'm just gonna take. I- I'm totally fine with Dev- you know, with Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs.
0: I see that people are saying Vegas has green Bay favored to win the division, but yeah, it's because that division is trash. Like
1: also, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much on uh, like green Bay win, win total unders. And I, if the market yeah. is totally confident that losing Devonte Adams, that they're going to be fine and replacing him with Sammy Watkins. <laughs> like I'm happy. I'm happy to bet against that. I I, 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 I'm, it could be Aaron Rodgers is just, you know, incredible, but the, they, they, their weapons are not good. Yeah. And so, um, or not, at least not proven. Maybe Romeo Dobbs will be that guy, but I'm happy to bet against it only because if the market was like factoring in the potential risk, then maybe it'd be different. But the market is saying they're the best team in the NFC, and I'm going to bet against that.
0: We are coming back on the clock here. I was interested in Juju there. Um,
1: what else is that wide receiver? We're Hollywood is fine. Deontay, a i i'm 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 I don't really like McLaurin or Cooks, but the other three are fine with me.
0: Do you have a preference?
1: I mean, I take a lot of Hollywood. You do Hollywood? <laughs> I only have Hollywood
0: three yeah, percent with Devontae Adams. I like, I
1: like, I like Hollywood. Um, I like Hollywood because I like. So I like Deontay just fine too. But if I'm gonna, um. Kind of break a tie. I like having the flat the flexibility for for that stack of that elite quarterback. Um, and Kyler just man, Kyler falls a lot, and and it's nice yeah. to be able to to have something that that gives you out to feeling really really comfortable taking like a sliding Kyler or even not a sliding Kyler. Like if we took Kyler in our next pick, you you would be fine. But when you don't take Hollywood, it's like you feel super. I don't know how you feel about this. You feel super uncomfortable. It's like Hopkins suspended and getting old. I mean, I like Rondale fine, but are you like, is a Kyler Rondale stack really winning you best, best mania? I don't know that it is. I mean, they can do well, but I'm not saying I'm not drafting Ertz. I'm certainly not drafting AJ green. It's like Trey McBride. And so if you don't have Hollywood, the Kyler thing feels
0: awkward to me. The only way that I'm fine with it is if I have smashed wide receiver And then Hopkins is my fifth or sixth Mm. guy off the board. True, That's when I'm comfortable doing the Kyler Hopkins stack. And honestly, it's when I'm comfortable taking Hopkins at all. I never want Hopkins to be like my second or third guy. And I'm usually already grabbing receivers by then. There's some few awkward builds that I've done with some hyper fragile stuff, but I have not been drafting hyper fragile lately, to be perfectly honest that, Third RB is a real tough to get someone that you like for that build, I think. So.
1: And this is the time of year. I mean every time of the year is good for for zero RB early in the offseason is good because there's so much uncertainty, but now you have certainty, relative certainty mm-hmm. on on roles. And so you get to this sweet spot in the 8th through 13th round yes. where like you know all those guys and their roles. And you just have all these, you know, you, you probably have an elite quarterback an elite tight end and a bunch of superstar wide receivers. And then you have both probably early season roles, right? You take Damian Harris or or Devin Singletary or whatever at running back and you're getting early season roles and you're getting the Daryl Henderson's and Alexander Madison's and and those those guys in there, too. And so it's just a it's a it's a great build for right now, I think.
0: Do we want to try to steal one more skill position here and six round? I mean, it or
1: Deontay, Deontay Bateman and Godwin it's, are all extremely good with me.
0: It, it's a, it's a real crapshoot though because Hertz did just go at the five oh five. So who's so?
1: Oh, okay. So Kyler was Kyler Kyler's the next.
0: next. Yeah, Kyler's next. Damn it. Um, so, hmm. I mean, I'm good going Godwin. And pushing it if you want. Who, who are our wide receivers again? We, we Devontae, DJ, TV. and Hollywood. Let's,
1: let's try it. Let's take one of the wide receivers and push it. I, I'm cool with any of the three, though. All
0: right. Let's go Godwin because I just need to lean into stances that I've taken at this point.
1: Also, think- look at that correlation. He correlates with Hollywood in week 16 and, uh, uh, DJ Moore in week seventeen,
0: exactly, and I think Godwin is like severely underpriced to be perfect. And there honest. goes Kyler. I was, ho-
1: I was hoping that the, somebody wouldn't take, the, but that's okay. We can, uh, we can figure it out.
0: Yeah, we can kind of piece this together. Um, not really the way I, I like to get one of the quarterbacks by Kyler. Usually is the way I like to play it, but we can, uh, we can figure it out going forward here.
1: But I, I also think, obviously, it didn't work here but Mm. seeing if you can push it a little bit especially when you have the only guy that is stacked with that guy i know that kyler obviously has weapons that go after him we we talked about them but i think jesus christ 58th (laughs) overall (laughs) damian pierce just went before Brees hall
0: uh wow here's here's a question i want to ask to the chat how many people do you think in the chat know what the phrase jumping the shark actually comes from? <laughs> yeah. Do you think Probably that there's,
1: I, do you think, think a lot? I think, I think there's a lot of crossover. Also that episode was um pretty, got pretty famous.
0: I, I don't know, man. I feel like I know a lot of people that just didn't know what it was from. So I'm, I'm pretty interested to see if our audience knows what that's from. Yeah. I, I know Fox crown personally, so I knew he would know that one. Yeah. We
1: got to, Oh, here's a,
0: here's a good one Four Robert says, Damian Pierce went 44th overall in the draft. He's doing yes, right now. That, that is absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> <This> uh, is... <laughs> I mean, okay. to me, it's fine. Anyway, like whatever. It's like, if that's what you guys want to do, it just leaves a better pick for me. Is the way I look Cool at with it.
1: me. Yeah, I'm fine.
0: All right. Um I have a way that I would like to lean on this one. I'm not sure where your heads at. But um, something just uh, blatantly jumps out at me here.
1: Oh, really? Is it uh it well, I, for me, I either take Elijah Moore or Brandon IU here.
0: Well, it's IU for the for the bring set back up,
1: set. Uh, oh, oh, oh! I like it. I like that and sets up is Lance gone? I'm I'm guessing Lance is a potential fallback non Kyler option for us, right? We're going
0: to have to get real lucky for it to happen unless you want to take him
1: now. No, take out. Do you think, do you think people are like (laughs) fading him a little bit? Like some people were talking about him going later in some of these drafts. I haven't done a ton of BBMs in the last whatever day but um some people were saying they were seeing Lance fall back again into this 7th 8th round after that Jimmy news
0: I didn't I haven't the two that I did today I didn't see <laughs> I hope he drops me too I have 8% of him right now which we'll see in a second and I'm perfectly comfortable with 8% on Lance I have big positions on all the Guys in front of him, I'm over the field on everybody except for Herbert in the top six or seven quarterbacks. I like I also try I'm, to I go double I'm, elite sometimes. I think I'm pretty similar. Edmonds in the six is bananas too to me.
1: Also, also jumping the shark. I like Chase Edmonds fine.
0: I do too. In the tenth round, it was great. But yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I yeah. enjoyed the, it a lot. The, the, the old, the old, you know what? Let's let's just call it like ninety. You know, uh, our if we took Chase Edmonds even at 90, where our eighth round pick is, it's like
0: that's fine. Oh, that's, that's here's what fine. I want to ask you. Um, sorry, but AJ Dillon's been going in the fifth round a lot. What what is the deal with that? You know, I feel like Jerry so, Seinfeld over here, but like so my,
1: <laughs> and there goes Lance. So my my take on a lot of these guys is that uh the market is weeding out some of these other dudes. And Mm -hmm. it's just forcing everybody else up who, like... AJ Dillon doesn't deserve to rise, but there's other guys fall. So, like, someone, if someone's going to fall, if Brees Hall is the backup to Michael Carter, when Brees falls, the other guys have to rise. And we're getting a lot of that, right? Like, when Damian Pierce rises by seven rounds because people have lost their fucking minds, Mm -hmm. other people have to to fall. And so it's kind of this weird stuff where guys are falling that... Nothing has happened. Um, uh, Devonta, Devonta Smith is a uh, Stone
0: Cold smash. For me Just the, it's the pick, right? I mean, it, you can see that I don't like him too much. <not>. The, the, you have the tool color coded
1: to be like, dude, stop fucking taking this guy. You draft I do. Him I
0: do. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. We blow right through stop signs here.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a that was more of a. Uh, you should make that one yellow because the uh,
0: you have a lot <laughs> higher.
1: You have like forty and fifty percent guys, and he was only you know less than thirty.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So let's look at our team. We have Javante Williams, we have Devontae Adams, DJ Moore, Hollywood Godwin, IU, and Devonte Adams. I mean Devonta Smith. This is a this is a fun fun team to start.
1: Now we just gotta figure the the this is where I feel obviously comfortable with the wide receivers. I mean, how can you not feel comfortable with those wide receivers? Right. And I feel extremely comfortable with an anchor, Javante. At this Uh point in the seventh round, like there's I don't care about any of these running backs anyway, not enough to to worry. And we'll get into like that range that we talked about in the, you know, eighth, ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th, where there's going to be backs that we like, but figuring out. And I'm also not that worried about tight end, but figuring out quarterback is um, definitely going to be something to you know, keep and in, in our back pocket is what are we going to do at quarterback? Oh, I don't, I have, hate, I don't I, hate Derek Carr ha- having, you know, I don't take a lot of Derek Carr. I don't I, either. I probably only taken him a few times, but I don't, I don't despise him with Devante, especially we have a for a fun little week 17. Um, and then I do have, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna jump the shark, but I have a, I have a guy, uh, a late round guy that I'm drafting a lot of right now.
0: I do too and we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, I think this is we're so strong at wide receiver right we probably are looking at some sort of three quarterback build most likely in my opinion.
1: the only thing that and having the anchor running back helps with this but it's mm-hmm. hard because if we want to do um if we if we did possibly want to do three tight ends, three quarterbacks and three tight ends, just does leave you thin at either running back or wide receiver. And we're obviously really not going to be thin at wide receiver given given the start that we have, but it, it does leave you a little bit thin sometimes. But w- there's still mainly one guy here that would allow us to uh uh in in a pretty good tier at at tight end we'll see if that works. But um there's options here regardless of how it goes.
0: Yeah I think there's two guys here. Derek Hard is at the eighth eighty eighth Enjoy. Yeah, no thank you. I, I mean for we me can,
1: we can even talk about it because I don't care which one of the guys we get. I like Ramanja here. I like Olave here. I really like Goddard here. I like Sky Moore here. I'm sure MVS is available. I, I I'm I'm cool with do you see? All, I like Hawkinson here. I
0: like all of these guys. Do you see the fifty percent exposure to MBS? Yeah, Jesus, can we take somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to do one of the tight ends? Do you want to do Goddard or Hawkinson? I really
1: like Goddard. I really like Goddard. I know we have Devonta Smith, but I think that's okay.
0: Because if we do Goddard or Hawkinson, I think that allows us to do two tight ends. That's
1: that's what I'm thinking. I think they are the last, for me, of the guys where – I'm not saying you can't take two tight ends with whatever, Friar Muth or something like that, but the guys who I feel totally rock solid – about and I I still am I was really bullish you know you probably remember from early early shows that we did you know like post Super Bowl shows that I was really really heavy on Goddard and I still am I I don't have as much Goddard as I want I'm actually going to try to rectify that over this last over this last week I really I really like Goddard
0: I forget what it said I think I was at eight or nine percent which is like fine Um, but my exposure is probably low because I usually already have AJ Brown or Devonta Smith on my team
1: that's my problem is mm-hmm. i have a i'm over on hurts but not like so sub- substantially so that it sets me up for a lot of eagle stacks and then yep. i do take a lot of aj brown and like you said i take a lot of devonta smith and so i try not to stack up too many pass catchers from and and by they both go after jalen hurts so you know if you have the stack or not and so i just am not getting as much and then i'm kind of just punting tight end probably or i already have kyle pitts uh, right. at that point and so it's just one of those where he's not an intentional guy that i'm just like at the field on i actually am like i said I, i'm gonna try to get overweight
0: on him mm-hmm. all right so we're gonna be coming up we could have you know, I think you can do tight two tight ends with Dawson Knox as well, and be like, and feel okay about it. They they're showing you that they like that guy, so that could have been another thing that we could have thought about. I he honestly didn't even pop into my head. Uh, he just won right now, anyways. But that's fine. We're it's looking quarterback. at.
1: Can Can you just look at quarterback really fast?
0: Yeah. So we're looking at Stafford, Rogers, Fields, Tua, Lawrence. Um, no. That's. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're looking at here for the quarterback position.
1: I think we've hit this tier break. I, I, I probably like running back here because I think we hit yeah. this wide receiver tier break. Um, can you click running back?
0: Yeah, we got Hunt. We got James Cook. Devin Singletary. I actually
1: prefer Singletary the most out of out of these guys, but I'm also cool with Hunt or Cook, whatever.
0: Um, I'm I'd like to get our Buffalo exposure, so I'll take Singletary. Yep. I like Hunt a lot too he's another guy that i like for this little area i'm not taking james cook i know a lot of people are in on him but i think i just decided that i wanted to put all my eggs in one basket on the on the buffalo running mm-hmm. back instead of trying to middle it and i have no problem with the people that are middling it i think you have to on certain like you have to pick your spots for that but for me it was i'm just going to take devin singletary and until i'm proven other proven wrong on it
1: I like I, I I don't take much James Cook either. I like um, if you're going to split it, doing it between Singletary and Moss.
0: Yeah, I have started taking from 18th round Moss,
1: where Cook can still just be that. What I think I think they drafted James Cook to do the J.D. McKissick thing, mm-hmm. be kind of this passing down weapon. And I don't think if something were to happen to Devin Singletary, that he would become the guy, I think Moss would kind of take the Singletary role and cook would still remain. Maybe he gets a little more, but I think, I think it's more of a Moss is Singletary insurance and cook is just cook. He's not, he's not,
0: Daryl Henderson and a nice sorry. Just like there's some stuff going on in this draft that's just blowing my. And mind. I really
1: like Henderson.
0: Like I do Henderson's too.
1: one of my highest on running backs. He's a guy who we're about to get back around to like 114 or or, or 127 in our next two picks, where we would just be sm- I would just be smashing the draft button on
0: Henderson on Same. this team. I thought that's where we were going to end up going soon, and you know, I don't do you know. draft CPAT? Do you draft CPAT at all? Uh, my zero percent exposure. Oh shit! Says, I didn't even no. see that. I, I saw that. I, <laughs>
1: Um, just I haven't been. He, he's, he, he does, he does, uh, he is interesting to me here. And, um, you know, when we're breaking ties with the running back, he is, uh, and we, we can't really take Melvin with Javante. So it, it would, it would be CPAT or actually Naheem Hines for me here. I think that they showed their cards that Naheem Hines is like, not only has a role, mm-hmm. but is the direct handcuff to Jonathan Taylor. So I'm pretty cool with either of those guys. All
0: right. I'll do it for Eric. I will take Cordell Patterson. I think my only other Patterson exposure was on stream as well. Somebody talked me into it. I'm trying to remember who. I can't remember off the top of my head. Chat is uh, really interested in my 50% exposure (laughs) at at MVS. Look, I was getting him a lot 10th, 11th round to start the year, and I just didn't back off of him. And I think he's going to be – I think he has a lot of paths to being the number one wide receiver in Kansas City. I know Juju's the favorite for it, but Juju is now – we saw him go in the fourth round. And yeah. MVS, you can still get in round eight, nine usually. eight, it Probably eight usually, sometimes seven. And I just think he's going to have explosion games. So, big oh, fan. Yeah. Big, big fan of – Taking MVS and that's my chief in every draft. And my—I I don't know if anyone saw <laughs> my Mahomes exposure.
1: Yeah, see, look, not, not everybody's shitting on you for drafting fifty percent <laughs> of a guy who can't catch.
0: He doesn't need to. He just needs to like get the ball stuck Dine to it. his helmet once in a while and he, run the little, and giants, the yeah, little
1: giants, the little giants, the kid with the stick stickum or whatever on his hands. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm poking fun, but MBS is one of my highest exp-
0: <laughs> exposure players, too. So I,
1: I obviously am in on this take. Uh,
0: I saw Jack Settleman post his exposures. And Didn't he you have
1: like 8% of everybody? He's yeah. One of those guys. He was
0: literally, I think his highest exposure was 12%. And I wanted to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> just What's like, the bro. fucking
1: point? Why are you even? <laughs> play another game. Do Do <laughs> something else with your time.
0: Yeah. It just—I was just so tilted <laughs> by it. I'm like, this is the <laughs> grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like,
1: and actually, I think I remember this now because uh, Davis replied, and Davis said something along the line. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, he didn't take Keenan Allen as your highest exposure player. Why do you hate fun or, so, or something <laughs> like that? And like that's so that's so true. It's like, what is the fucking point of playing best ball if you're going to draft eight percent of everybody and your highest exposure player is Keenan Allen? <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just like, just draft Jarvis Landry. Like, do you draft Jarvis Landry as your highest? Like, imagine there's someone out there that Jarvis Landry, besides Gretch, someone other than Ben Gretch, <laughs> Jarvis Landry is his highest exposure player in in ball mania. And you're just like, what
0: is the why are you playing this? Like, get another hobby, exactly. Um. <laughs> It, it just, it just, I don't know. It tilted. I had that discussion what two months ago. I, I can't even remember who I was arguing with. Somebody telling me that I was supposed to have eight percent of everybody. So we're this, taking Hines here. Fuck yes, yeah, I love I, this. That was kind of what I was setting up. I was hoping that if we took Patterson, Hines would be here on the bring back. I so so I, I I'm surprised. Um, I feel like he's he's a
1: guy that I would expect to get steamed a little bit over this last week because. They cut Philip Lindsay and Tyson mm-hmm. Williams, which is like, honestly, it doesn't mean anything. But like we're doing the the, the 49ers brought, brought Jimmy back and everybody's freaking out. And the Texans cut Marlon Mack and Damian Pierce is going in the fucking fourth round now. But but nine Hines, they've shown their hand kind of like you said with the Eagles, the Eagles showed what they want to do. They want to throw more. Right. Mm-hmm. And on top of just the moves they made, the Eagles came out in their first preseason game, and Jalen Hurts played eight snaps, right? The starters played eight snaps. They threw the ball eight, zero runs. Literally zero runs in their first preseason game with the starters. They showed us what they want to do. The Colts did the same thing. JT didn't play in the preseason. Hines did. Every first-team snap was Hines. Early downs, every carry, everything. Hines was the JT replacement. And so they've shown us that he's like, I understand he's not necessarily AJ Dillon or Tony Pollard or whatever, but from a fantasy perspective, if he's going to catch a lot of balls and get a bunch of touches, if something happens to JT and he's going to have some role, right? Why is he an 11th round pick? And why is Kareem hunt an eighth round pick or whatever? Well,
0: I'd rather have 11th round Naheem Hines, who isn't even one of my highest drafted players than fifth round, AJ Dillon, to be perfectly honest. Right,
1: right. I agree. I totally agree. And I like AJ Dillon just fine, but like, yeah, Dylan's about like Fifth but... round is where Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson go. Eleventh right. round is where, you know, Trevor Lawrence goes, yeah. where it's a very big
0: difference. Yeah, it's, it's gigantically different. Um, I know where I would like to go here if it falls to oh, us. I'm, I'm interested. Uh,
1: who you like your man the isaiah mckenzie adp is a
0: it's uh funny it's a booting up the charts is what it's doing <laughs> i don't think i'm gonna be getting any more isaiah isaiah
1: mckenzie i'm really happy I one w uh i got I, I i don't get to take many w's over the course of the last two years during draft season when you go all in on trey lance and and such
0: but um i'd uh, like what to do you take, like here i'd like to take trevor lawrence here i'm in and I think we can backdoor him with somebody, but oh, there's two awesome. He has two yeah. awesome backdoor stack options. I think he's got three total that we could potentially yeah, do, but two that right, I really right. like. Yeah. So, but I just I,
1: don't draft Marvin Jones. So,
0: I I think there's a huge <laughs> gap after Lawrence. So, he's usually my QB two. To be honest, are you so. are you are you more excited um, on
1: Lawrence after the preseason? It really does seem like he like you remove we removed Urban Meyer and put Doug Peterson in and 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 just man it's crazy how much better he looked and and i i mean they impro- it, we made a meme of Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram and stuff but it is a pretty big upgrade from from Viska and LaQuan Treadwell and you know uh James O'Shaughnessy so I, i'm i'm kind of i'm I'm pretty excited for Trevor Lawrence i think
0: i'm really excited for the passing game down there this year like i'm taking a heavy stance on christian kirk he's like my second highest home player i think you saw that i was at 17 on trevor lawrence again that's because to me after lawrence there's a massive gap at the quarterback position Mm -hmm. um i think most of the guys after that point are guys that could be benched at any point in time so, like, I, I just get a little bit or scared. Or just have no
1: upside, right? Matt or Ryan's have next upside. Quarterback. Matt right. Ryan's the next quarterback. And, like, I think Matt Ryan is still, like, competent enough to be an NFL starter. But, like, he's not. I mean, Matt Ryan can't move, right? So, he's and, and he's in a run for There's no scenario in which Matt, Matt Ryan is winning you the league. You're just hoping when you draft Matt Ryan that he's, like, just giving you a couple of weeks that help you along the along the way. He's not winning you anything. Trevor Lawrence could be the guy. I'm not saying this is what it's going to be, but we're drafting where I don't know, Joe Burrow goes next year or something like that. You know?
0: Yes. Yeah. I completely agree. So like I think of when we're doing these builds where we're pushing quarterback, I try to at least grab Lawrence um as my first one. And I still probably want three, but you know, if But if you can so, also no, do, too, with Trevor Lawrence, I that think. That was what I was going to say. If, if we absolutely get boxed out, I'm like, well, at least we got Trevor Lawrence. I feel at least decent about that. So I didn't want to push it past that point, um, personally. Oh, that was interesting. I like when they... I've had no issues until the other day with the draft rooms on Underdog this year. I don't know if you remember me complaining earlier this year about, like... Mm-hmm. It's showing me a player and I pressing draft and a draft a different player. I hadn't had that happen at all until the other day. It did happen to me. I tried to draft, I think it was Brandon Ayuk, and then I ended up drafting Hunter Renfro. And I was like, that's two different players. That's <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that is not sure even to, the same thing.
1: Are you sure? And again, shout out to our our good friend Davis Maddock, who cues up everybody that is uh correlated in a week 17 matchup when he drafts somebody. Um, mm-hmm. Are you sure you didn't just have that game?
0: Everybody in that game. Cued? Oh, no. Oh, no. It was a pure. I clicked on the name and I pressed the draft button and <laughs> the picture changed. Also, I know, Hacker. I, <laughs> this
1: is this is fun. we've reached the point in the offseason where uh, Rondale and uh, Wandale were were combining Rondale Moore and Wandale Robinson. And th- theoretically, I don't think anyone's seen them in the same room. Uh, at the same, at the same time, Uh, you know, they're both five foot eight, uh, you know, little, little wide receivers. Um, but yeah, Wandale, that's a pretty, that's a pretty stark. Okay. I I need to know what you like here because I I, I don't want to take Pacheco again. Really? I kind of liked, I don't mind Jamal Williams. I don't mind Khalil Herbert.
0: It's, it's one of the two for me. I don't mind herbert at all obviously i'm fine with jamal williams do you lean do you lean either way
1: let's do jamal williams actually i know i know it's um a little just a touch early on his ADP. is a little bit down the list but i've been trying to take just a a, a smidge more and be kind of um um you know like humble about the situation where i this is an older guy i don't really like but they brought justin jackson in and then they They cut cut him him. yeah and and you know so craig reynolds and jamar jefferson are still there but Uh this is a team that like we can say whatever we want jamal williams is the two he's actually the one b it's not even just the two he's he's gonna get his work and if something were to happen to deandre swift i think this is this is the team that proved their running back role is freaking valuable dude craig reynolds was putting up really legit fantasy scores last year when when Swift was hurt and when Jamal Jamal Williams was hurt. And so I'm trying to I don't particularly like Jamal Williams. It's not a guy I'm trying to get like overweight on, but in these zero and hero running back teams, I am trying to mix him in because it's just a thing where like I like the Lions and he's gonna have an early role and he has contingent value. And it's a valuable backfield. So I'm trying to like set aside my, it's kind of like Melvin Gordon. Uh, It's like a shitty version of Melvin Gordon where like, I really like Javante. I'm I'm, I'm whatever on Melvin Gordon's, but I draft a lot of Melvin Gordon because I'm setting aside kind of my age bias and all of that and just being like, look, he's going to have a role and this backfield's valuable. So if something were to happen, he's going to be a guy you want on your team, especially in, like I said, zero and hero running back teams.
0: Speaking of heroes, L. Roger 7 has nine wide receivers already, so that's fun. Really?
1: Yeah. Robbie Anderson is his wide receiver nine? Yeah. He or, he or she is wide receiver nine?
0: So right now we have Trevor Lawrence, Devontae Williams, Devin Singletary, Cordero Patterson, Naeem Hines, Jamal Williams, Devontae Adams, DJ Moore, Hollywood Brown, Chris Godwin, Brandon Ayuk, Devonta Smith, and Dallas Goddard. And... I mean, I don't like Patterson too much, but I mean, for this team, it's making sense. And I, I actually like the way the team's shaking out at the moment. So we are going to be back on the clock. And I don't, and the good thing about this team is we don't have anything that we're pressing for right now, in my opinion. We don't have to, we're not like, oh man, we really need another wide receiver or running back. Like we kind of, we slammed wide receiver but we got what we wanted at every other position along the way. You know, we missed out on the elite quarterbacks, but it wasn't a major deal to us. So, where are you leaning for our next pick as we are on deck here? I
1: definitely got to,
0: oh damn it.
1: Everett Everett was going to be my guy. I've gotten kind of into Everett quite a bit. Um I do like Samir White. Yeah. Uh, I do too. a fair a, a fair clip. That would be kind of the end of running back for us, which I'm totally fine with. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: the only reason why I wouldn't want to do it is because I think you can get late
1: round running backs. Right, right. What's tight end? Can you click tight end really
0: fast? Yeah, we're looking at Giseki, We're looking at Tanya. And we got three <sighs> seconds.
1: Uh, click Samir. Just... Just if we're gonna <laughs> default to, there, there's nobody yeah. there I really like. Let's just take like, and, and I really do like Zamir White. I think we a lot of uh, it's almost like the theme of this episode is like the team has shown us something,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Zamir is yes. a great example of the team has shown us something. They didn't, they didn't exercise Josh Jacobs' fifth fifth year option. They cut Kenyon Drake and they drafted Zamir and they drafted Zamir White. And even in the the uh, the very first preseason game, they put Josh Jacobs out there. Without any of the other um, offensive starters, and so uh, I think um, Zamir White's a, ironically, a guy who uh, you mentioned, like Javante, could be you know a really high pick next year. I think mm-hmm. Zamir White is is it's a little bit of because Josh Jacobs will be gone, but that's also part of the point. If we think if we think that Josh Jacobs will be gone and Zamir White could be a much higher pick next year, why couldn't he just take over the backfield this year? Even though Josh Jacobs is there, and so I'm—I I'm don't even think he to has to. White. Though.
0: No, he right, 100. He doesn't have to, and I think you're Not just going to see cost. a two-headed. Not at this cost, he's—he's going to be. I think it's just going to be a two-headed monster. And I've been taking Jacobs more now too, because he's been falling to the 90s or the hundreds. Me and Overzet did the big dog stream and we got him at 115 or something like that yeah
1: that's insanity
0: <laughs> so it was just like i guess we'll take josh jacobs at 115 thanks like and i think that was i don't remember if that was after the i don't think it was after the cut but even so say jones goes in the 15th round god damn it um that's fine i have something i want to try you know is going in the 15th round what an interesting You want to talk draft. about jumping
1: the shark. Uh, look, I like Eno. I've drafted a lot of Eno, but it's also funny that Daryl goes right after him. Yeah. The market is confident as shit that Eno is the next man up. And like I said, I'm that that guy that drafts the young dudes and all that kind of stuff. And there goes Marvin, too. Uh, we might be taken. What's a, what's a... Click tight end. I don't know what the hangram's 178. 178 yeah we, we probably just gotta do it i think i know he's not the top guy but i would prefer not to get locked out of our kill. Well, oh
0: there he goes <laughs> Who,
1: where are you Who, show yourself in All the right. chat we you have sons seconds. of bitches i want to talk um, to
0: baker mayfield here
1: motherfucker yeah that's fine i'm triggered so it doesn't matter just take i just somebody.
0: so i want to take baker because i've seen him starting to jump up the board tremendously I think the fact that it looks like he is definitely gonna be the guy. I know you're upset about Evan Ingram, it sucks. But I think we take Baker here. Zay,
1: Marvin, and Ingram all went in ten in like six five
0: picks. picks. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, this entire this entire round started with Zay at 15.1 then Marvin Jones goes at 15.4, Evan Ingram goes at 15.5. Unbelievable.
1: I was really getting I, this is still a fine team, but I was getting very
0: excited. Uh, we, the the other reason I wanted to do Baker is because we have a bunch of people behind us that only had one quarterback. So, we see Brew, we see Alex, and we see L Roger with one. This is this is i need
1: i need the, i need the fucking season to get here this is you got a lot this this is the this is uh when when pete does his next best ball bro video right it's gonna be like well everybody sniped all my jaguars wide receivers time to draft jamal agnew you know like we we've we've gone too far this is this is actually low-key what happened to me last year i was in on the jaguars drafting all these losers with uh Mm -hmm. trevor lawrence and then i drove was drafting colin johnson for this literally greg would have been in the chat last year if if we were doing this and he would have been like oh yeah just take colin johnson bro and i did it like a lot like way too much and then colin johnson got fucking cut from the team and ended up it would be one thing to get cut and you end up Like you luck box the Latavius Murray on the Ravens or whatever. Colin Johnson went to the Giants with Joe Judge and all those losers that QB sneak on, you know, first down from their own from their own end zone. And so um, maybe I'm just scarred, but I'm not drafting. We're not drafting Jamal. Please.
0: We do see the quarterback run go after us with good call. Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Mac Jones going. So I think taking Baker at 15-7 was probably the right play. It does hurt us at tight end, but at least we have That's Goddard. Right. This Gaseki stuff's interesting, huh?
1: I was gonna I was gonna say that. Um I have concerns too, but we've reached a point where, can you pull up tight end where I, I think that they're all bad.
0: And there you <laughs> go. God damn it. <laughs> um, for me, I mean, the Isaiah likely stuff is starting to jump the shark as well. <laughs> yes, we should, we should just have a show called jump the shark where we just start naming <laughs> names. Uh, for me, it's uh, ironically Brevin Jordan here. Oh, Unless, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's also a bring back for Trevor Lawrence. I mean,
1: we can win this tournament without a stacking partner for for Trevor Lawrence. It's really not that big, not that big of a deal. Um.
0: Oh, yeah. No, there's we, nothing. Did that... we not stack? I thought we might have had somebody. Yeah. I guess we don't no, have a stack. We
1: well, because all three we didn't <laughs> yeah. get Kirk, and all three guys went in the six picks before us. But um, I'm 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 totally fine with uh with Brevin Jordan. I like Brevin Jordan, uh, yeah, quite a bit I, actually.
0: In the 16th round, I like Brevin Jordan. I mean, the stats were going out on him that he was like running 80% of his routes with with Davis, Uh, I wanted to say Matic, but,
1: you know. No, Dwayne Dwayne McFarland from PFF put that out, and it was actually really, really insightful where he was running, you know, again, we're extrapolating crazy small samples from the preseason, but Mm
0: -hmm.
1: with the ones, he was running a route on 85-plus percent of dropbacks for davis mills and that is essentially over a long sample correlates with all like all the top fantasy tight end um you know production you need you need you you, you have to run routes that's based why even did mark andrews not not crush before last year because he didn't run enough routes And so they they their their whole team collapsed, and they just started throwing more. And Andrews ran a million routes. And so, um, you know, who knows if that will continue? But without Mechie, they what else are they going to do? Like, who else is going to run routes if it's not Brevin Jordan? So, yeah, I'm pretty in on him.
0: So I would say with our team, we are done at running back, right? With Javon, with our six, yeah, our six is good. Devonte Adams, DJ Moore, Hollywood Godwin, Ayuke Smith, as our wideouts. We have Goddard and Brevin Jordan at tight end, and we have mm. Lawrence and Baker at at um, quarterback. Can you pull up quarterback really fast? Yeah. So we're looking at Davis Mills. We're looking at Mariota, which is kind of fun.
1: I real, I mean. I don't think either of these guys will take him. I'm really drafting a bunch of Mariota. I think he makes a lot of sense on this team. I know we don't have Pitts or London, um, and I know you probably won't take Brian Edwards, but um,
0: well, we have Mariota. Well,
1: Mari oh oh we got to take Mariota with Cepeda. Yeah, yeah
0: um... Mariota
1: is like if now if if Roger Lewis here takes a fourth quarterback. Yeah, I I think we should take Mariota.
0: You want to take him now and then we'll figure out. Yeah, take him now and figure out. It
1: it doesn't really matter. Um, The dogs want Mariota. They're getting, they're getting, they they woke up from their nap and it's playtime over here when it's Marcus Mariota season. But I think (laughs) uh, he is the guy who we have, no one is more like playoff focused and best ball, right? Upside and week 17 and all that bullshit than me. Again, Ooh, did that this, get is, cut? this is this is the this is the uh, no Brian Edwards didn't get cut. Uh, I don't think so, unless it was, unless it just got announced in the last little bit. He definitely didn't get cut by the deadline. But Mariota is, we're taking Davis Mills and and I know we took Baker Mayfield, but we're taking these zero upside quarterbacks, mm-hmm. it, relatively speaking, earlier because they have quote unquote job stability. Right, The only reason Marcus Mariota goes where he goes is because everyone is so confident the Falcons are going to be bad and he'll lose his job. And I think that is a coin flip or, or a little bit better than a coin flip. But all it takes is the Falcons to win a couple games, maybe a couple games we don't expect. They beat the Saints, right? The Saints, the Saints are not like world beaters that Michael Thomas could be out. They just traded Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. They lost one of their offensive linemen. Maybe they sneak out some wins that we don't expect. And after 10 weeks, they're two games out of the play, the wild card or, or, you know, something ridiculous. And they're playing to win. And Marcus Mariota looks really good in the uh, in the preseason, especially for fantasy. That dude's running like crazy and he would be if we knew he was starting the whole season he would be i don't know by tua yeah something like that something somewhere in that range it's only because of the uncertainty and i get it but um i i just want to like kind of bet against the market in the in this this is the 17th round you don't get that upside at quarterback anymore in that range
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with all of that. I've been taking a little bit more merit. I'm only at 4%, but I'm like, that's, I'm fine with it. I don't want to be at zero. I don't want to be overweight, but four seems about right for me. With him, four or 5%, close to eight, but nothing crazy. Um, I've also been taking, before Malik flashed, I was taking some Malik Willis. It was only one or 2%, a few teams here and there. He was kind of like a late Third quarterback ad for me on certain teams. So we got a 3662 build right now.
1: Definitely wide um, receiver.
0: Yeah, I mean, DPJ's I fine. Yeah. Um
1: you know he's has gone as you
0: said, his name.
1: Of course. Can you scroll a little yep, bit? There it is. There it is. What in the absolute fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> um Aguilar's interesting. Cedric Wilson's interesting. Danny Gray. Who's that guy in the purple? Is
0: that Visca? Visca oh. because he's he's the uh,
1: oh yeah. yeah. He's I see, the I see. I see.
0: Uh,
1: Oh god. We can that's actually kind of funny. Um
0: I mean we could do Brian Edwards.
1: I know you hate him. I'm not gonna force you into it. That'd probably be my pick, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna
0: no, I mean it makes nitpick. sense though, is the thing.
1: Valus, right? Valus also makes sense. A lot of these guys make sense, so it doesn't have to be just him
0: let just go back to the top i'm sh- the crowder didn't get cut i thought he might get cut today he's um, he's also
1: interesting i don't know that he makes awesome, perfect sense for this team i think edwards wow. makes more sense for this team yeah. I, I think it would have been I, i'm cool with edwards i think it would have been probably like edwards valus made sense um not that i like valus but um yeah, I mean, just take a some some form of a correlated. We we've reached no man's land, right? So just t- whether you're stacking him with your quarterback or you're pairing him with some kind of correlation on your team, that's this that's is what I think makes
0: sense. This is probably my favorite three quarterbacks for a three quarterback build. To be perfectly honest, Lawrence Baker and Mariota, just because of what they provide to you. Because I think Lawrence and Mayfield are clearly stable in their job. I don't see yeah. Mayfield losing out his job in Carolina. There are some paths that it could happen, but I doubt it. Lawrence is this Lawrence isn't losing his job clearly, and no. I think Marcus Mariota just gives you a really good ceiling, right? So I think it's like the perfect way to play right, late round QB. So we got Lawrence Baker, Mariota, we got Javante williams singletary cordell patterson naheem hines jamal williams amir white we have devontae adams dj moore hollywood brown chris godwin brandon Ayuke, devonta smith brian edwards dallas goddard and brevin jordan and we're actually like st- we're game stacked for week 17 everywhere we have the lawrence with no receiver which kind of sucks I did draft but another
1: at least, big dog team. At <laughs> least at least uh um Brevin Jordan on the other side, who we again we like it wasn't like we just said, Oh, it has to be week seventeen. You know, we didn't yeah. do Zach Ertz and Tyler Algier because it was week seventeen. We right. needed a second tight end and he was the best tight end available uh to us and it made
0: sense. We have Godwin for the bring back for Carolina. We have Hollywood for the bring back to atlanta and it was never even talked about right like none of this was even talked about <laughs> no and then we even have zamir white with brandon iuk oh and Devonte adams yep. so it, it just kind of worked out that way i mean mm-hmm. i never love leaving a draft without a chief but it does happen from time to time um what is your thoughts on this team
1: well i forced you to not take mvs for the Seven hundredth time um, this off season. Otherwise, we might have we might have had a chief. But honestly, uh, it's it's funny you say these are like my three um, kind of like favorite ish quarterbacks for three quarterback builds because I'm not sure I even have this this combination of guys. But it's not because I don't like them. Going back to your point about like we'll stumble into combinations of players that we either do or don't have whether we're actively doing it or not. And like, I like Trevor Lawrence. I, I ranted about Marcus Mariota for like five minutes. I'm, I'm very in on that. Um, I'm, I'm kind of just whatever on Baker, but I think everything about this team makes total sense. We, you know, you, you can't, you can only do so much within the draft. We, we wanted to stack Trevor Lawrence. It just didn't happen. I
0: mean, yeah, that was wild. sometimes
1: there's sometimes that's just how it goes. You, generally, Marvin Jones, Zay Jones and Evan Ingram are not the guys you get sniped, you get sniped on. So I really wasn't worried. But, you know, that's that's how it goes. I think, generally speaking, everything else about the draft, like I love and I love, you know, Anchor Javante teams are, are some of my favorites for sure. But when you do it with Singletary, CPAT, Hines, um, Jamal Williams, and Zamir White, it's like such an awesome blend of early season value and contingent value. And then um, Goddard, like we talked about, is such a great kind of like last elite-ish tight end to do a two tight end build that gave us the flexibility to do the three quarterback thing and to tack on Brian Edwards and, 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 and all of that. I think it's a really, really fun team. This is the kind of team I I would want to have in, in my portfolio, even though, and it's a great example of not, everything doesn't go perfect. The Jaguars, Right, right. right? Like if we had the Jaguars thing, we would be like, oh my God, this team is the stone cold nuts. But it doesn't have to be perfect. You can still win a lot of money with a team that doesn't go perfect and you can kind of play your draft room. And I think that's what we did.
0: Yeah, I uh, completely agree. I do like the team a lot. It does. I mean, I do like elite QB, but like I said, if I'm taking three late round guys, these are a lot of the guys that I'm trying to target as my second QB when I don't do double elite QB. So mixing the three of them together makes so much sense to me. Um, other than that, I think that's uh, a wrap. I have seven, seven teams left the draft. We're almost there, Eric. We're almost there.
1: I can't believe we're almost there. I
0: have more than seven. Um,
1: but, uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm both. I'm actually a little bit re-energized from cut day. I know we didn't talk like an absolute ton about cut day on here. Cause there wasn't <laughs> shit to talk about right. from, uh, anybody getting cut, but I'm, I'm like both like you mentioned, a little bit uh, you know, it's easy to get worn down doing hundreds or thousands of drafts, but also kind of a little bit reinvigorated because for this, you know, the next nine days, the it's push
0: is coming, right?
1: Yeah, this is it, right? This is this is our last um, our last hurrah uh, for the big contest. We'll still be around for in-season and, you know, DraftKings does new tournaments every week and Underdog will do some in-season, etc. But this is this is kind of our last push and our this was our last information change. Yes. There's no more new, there's no more new information um, for the next nine days, which allows us to kind of really hone in on what we want to do for the last for the last week of, of draft. So it's kind of a little bit reinvigorating.
0: Maybe not to put you on the spot, but maybe we'll do one of your drafts offline and kind of post it on the youtube channel like we did with the tools yeah. um thing which got some positive feedback so people do still like seeing the drafts offline because you get to see us wor- work through the spots that you normally wouldn't on a stream draft right so those yeah. are fun to do as well um other than that what do we got coming up this week
1: um i have a we're gonna do a drafting stream i'm trying to get it scheduled with um actually matthew wiley Who is uh, a big in the DraftKings best ball streets, but most known for his uh, PGA DFS, um, you know, touting, if you will, but Mm -hmm. super, super sharp guy that I've gotten to know a little bit over the course of the last couple of years, we are going to be having uh, a couple more draft streams, of course. And then I'm also bringing um, our good friend Pat Corrine back on for one last hurrah before the season goes going over our exposures and our draft IQ and player combinations and all that. And kind of saying, you know, where, where did we take big stands? Where did we take big fades? Was it intentional? Was it not intentional? Um, And what are we going to kind of try to, we talked a little bit about this today. What are we going to kind of try to rectify Um, or, you know, what you know maybe has changed the Damian pierce thing (laughs) maybe we wanted more Damian pierce but we're just not going to take him for the Mm -hmm. for the 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 last week um that's going to come on friday so uh, a bunch of fun shows and definitely some more drafts
0: you have my permission to talk about my mvs exposure on that show
1: (laughs) i'm going to screenshot just your your mvs exposure and
0: my mvs my christian kirk and my mahomes exposure Yeah, uh, I'm gonna gonna be stuff of legends by the end of the year when they're when they're the high advance rate guys.
1: Legends is one word you you can use. um, I don't know that that's what I would use. Christian Kirk, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, Anyway, um, you got a you you can uh, you you got another show tonight? What's uh?
0: Yeah, we have hometown ghost stories every Tuesday at nine, and we recently announced that we just signed a contract with a network with um, bloody disgusting is the network which is one of the bigger horror sites that is out there so we are going to be on their podcast network i think we're doing the migration this week so it's kind of uh, some exciting stuff so you might see us popping up some more places around halloween if you're into that type of stuff pretty fun Yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. We got a lot more going on with that show too, but um, can't announce any of that yet. So, but that's about it for me.
1: I will see everybody tomorrow. Rob will probably be back also on another show this week, but uh, everybody enjoy your evenings. we will see you guys.